there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy for the Ages, the show where a father and son and sometimes guests get together and talk about fantasy, science fiction, and other nerdy things that we enjoy. Thank you for being with us here today. And before you even see what we bring to you, I want to remind you, if you like it, show it by clicking that like button down below there. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, we'd love to have you join the growing crowd that's finding us. And comments? Want to say something? Put them in the comment box. We always reply. And look in the show notes for other ways that you can get in touch with Zach and I or with our guest, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, but it is a pleasure to have you all with us here today. There's no Zach. He's off doing other things on assignment, probably the assignment of his girlfriend, partner, <laughs> and such. But that's good. He should have a life. I have a hobby. <laughs> and I've got Spencer with me. If this is your first time here, you don't know who he is yet, maybe. But longtime <laughs> watchers, you know Spencer. You love Spencer from the Fantasy Files podcast. Spencer, yes. how you doing? I am doing so good. I have been looking forward to this all day. Of course, I always love chatting with you, and I seriously can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Such a good show for us to talk about, and we have. We've talked about this together mm -hmm, yeah. before. We're going to go a little deeper on some of it today, mm -hmm. but of course, we want to bring it to these great people, and they yeah. can share the love. So more about that in a moment. Spencer, if they end up really enjoying seeing you here today, and of course they will. I hope so. <laughs> where could they see more of you? Tell us about your, your content. Yeah, so uh, me and my best friend Gabe, we run a podcast called the Fantasy Files Podcast. Uh, we also have two other co-hosts, uh, Chris and Mick, uh, one of which is actually in Australia. So that's always kind of a... Down under. A, yeah. It's you always ever throw kind a shrimp a... on the bobby for you guys when you're doing your thing? Oh, Sorry, I'm, I just gotta pull out I'm sure he stuff. thinks of us every time he throws the shrimp on the barbie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's always... Always nice to get his uh, his point of view, but um, but yes, we of course we talk about like fantasy and sci-fi, and you know we're very similar to fantasy for the ages in that you know we also talk about like movies and shows and just kind of whatever interests us. Uh, we also do a lot of off-topic content. Uh, the most popular of which is our creators' corner episodes, where we interview other content creators. And we talk to uh, authors and audiobook narrators and that kind of thing. Uh, we kind of go wildly off topic and, and have a lot of fun with that. Um, we also have a Patreon where we have even more content there, which is even more just off topic conversation and um, that kind of fun stuff. It's usually Random just me and Gabe. Yeah, me and Gabe just like goofing around and uh, usually judging people on the internet, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you can find us on YouTube, uh, fantasy files podcast, uh, should come right up. And then we're also on Twitter. Uh, I think our handle is technically at files fantasy, but if you look up fantasy files podcast, I'm sure we'll come up. We have uh, a discord link in our Twitter bio, so you can check us out there as well which uh i've been sore sorely neglecting i need to get back to the the discord and see what's going on there i feel like it's kind of this apocalyptic wasteland where it's just like <laughs> it's the land that god forgot he like turned his back on us 
He's like, there's nothing but a <laughs> barren desert of sinners here. <laughs> Turn his back on it. But um, but yeah, I need to I need to get back to the there Discord. You, but you can't hang out with us there for sure. Now, what is this Twitter thing you speak of? Don't you mean X? No, I don't mean X. I will never call it X. I think that's the stupidest name change <laughs> ever. Like hey, I I do yeah. X. I tell all the people time all the time now. Yeah, I do X, man, every day. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. Oh man. Yes. It's so weird. <laughs> oh, well, again, thanks for being here. You know, we found out months ago that we both thoroughly enjoyed the show Ted Lasso. And if you haven't, if you're watching this and you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, as soon as you're done watching this, you're gonna want to go binge it. But honestly. Yeah, you shouldn't stay here now if you have no idea what this show is, because we're going to spoil the heck out of the show as we just fanboy all over it. Yeah. Talking about the themes, the plots, the characters, no, the ending. Watch. Go watch it. <laughs> you can get through the first season in like five and a half hours. Just They're like 30 the minute thing. episodes. I yeah. don't think I realized that until I had seen a few of them already. I was That's like, right. these are like 30, 35 minutes. Now they get Not longer bad. in season two and they season do. three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was great because yeah, more it was almost Lasso. not enough in season yeah. one. But but yeah, you can get through the first season and then come check us out. Yeah, uh, Honestly, that would be enough to enjoy what we're going to talk about today. But it'd be better to watch all three, which, yeah. of course, we have. Mm -hmm. When we last talked about this, Spencer, you hadn't finished season three yet. So, yeah, so that's part of what I want to know, you know, as we get through this, how did you enjoy the end? But we'll get to that. We'll get mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, yeah. Before we talk... It's important to acknowledge how we continue to wet our whistles so we can keep talking. Because mm. on this show, you know, beverage of some sort's important. Yeah. I want you to know this is the first alcoholic beverage I've had in two weeks. Whoa. Which is, it's been a long time since I've gone two weeks without <laughs> drinking something. Um, but I am working to lose a little weight and less alcohol does help. Okay. But, oh, this is so good now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a white wine. It's an Albarino okay. uh, from Mary Hill Winery and Vineyards here in Washington State. What are you drinking? That's so funny because I am also drinking a white wine. I uh, I poured it before I even hit the StreamYard link, so I had no idea you were also drinking a white wine. Uh, this was a gift from a neighbor of mine. Um I don't know if it's like a particularly like expensive wine or anything like that, but the brand is Harry and David Vineyards and it's a Pinot Gris. Is that ah, how you pronounce that? Pinot Gris is a nice, that's yeah. a nice crisp wine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm typically not one for white wine. I, I like my uh, Merlots and Syrahs. Mm -hmm. And um, the whites I, may grow on you. Yeah, I, I think it will. Honestly, I've had this sitting on my counter for like six months now. And I just didn't touch it because I've never really thought I didn't think that I liked white wine. But over Thanksgiving, there was a lot of white wine there. Mm -hmm. And I tried a few of them. And I really enjoyed what I had. And so I poured this tonight, opened the bottle for the first time. And I am really liking it. It's really nice. sweet and it, yeah. it tastes good. Yeah. I enjoy that glass. Mm. There's some character to that glass. Yeah, that is, it's literally a jar. It's like a ball a jar stem. for canning things in. Yeah. You know? It's even got like the threreded top uh -huh. and everything. I see yeah. it. I see it. 
Yeah, I, I really like it. I got it on, uh, you know, like Facebook Marketplace, like nice. buy nothing kind of Facebook. Yeah. My fun secret with my glass is what I have inside. Whoa. Those what are grapes. It? Frozen grapes. Oh, I need to start doing this. Because that way it keeps it chilled, but it doesn't dilute the wine. Yeah. You know, you... Ice would dilute it. You don't want to yeah. do that. So you, you did grapes. this. You did this the last time I was on. You had some sort of cocktail with like frozen berries in it. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, that looks good. And then I just I kind of forgot about it. I'm going to have to do that for sure. Now, I certainly started out more with red wines as well. And I still love red wine. Yeah. But there's a nice difference. One particular thing between reds and whites. And this matters the older you get is there's uh, an element to red wine that will give you a headache sometimes that doesn't yeah. exist in white wine. Interesting. So you'll often not feel as bad after white wine as you might with red, especially if you drink a little too much. You'll okay. feel the red a lot more than you'll feel the white. So there you Interesting. go. Interesting. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Not that I was telling that as recommendation to anybody to go out and drink. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Just <laughs> the wisdom of wines. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about Ted Lasso, this amazing show on Apple TV Plus. It alone is reason to get Apple TV Plus. Oh, without a doubt. Now, it's why I got Apple. Well, TV there you go. Plus. Yeah. The sad thing, of course, is you've got to have some Apple hardware to get Apple TV Plus. You can't just subscribe online and just watch it on your computer. It doesn't no, I, that's what I do. Like really? You do? Yeah. I just subscribe to the service. I'm on just some random PC. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you just watch it on your TV through a Apple subscription, Apple TV Plus subscription. Yeah. Yeah. My my like Samsung Whoa. TV downstairs has Apple Plus too. Well, it's sometimes built into some of the smart TVs. So okay. is that true of your Samsung? It was already one of those apps that was preloaded. Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. that's 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 one way. But that's okay. good. No, that's good to know that they have made it more broadly available because. When they originally rolled out Apple TV, you needed to have a little physical Apple TV. Oh, really? Yeah, or have a, a phone or an iPad, you know, that you okay. needed an Apple device of some sort. I'm glad they brought in that out. It didn't matter to me. I've been an Apple honk for decades. Oh, so I'm the I exact opposite. It. I hate Apple. <laughs> and yet we're still friends. How is that? Spencer? I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> now, now I know I show up as the green bubble every time I text you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. The mark of Cain upon you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So it's through Apple TV plus mm -hmm. and Apple TV. Honestly, they're hit or miss on some of their shows. Every one of their shows I find is produced beautifully, oh, high so production good. quality, but the actual quality of the story, it varies. They have knocked some out of the park and then they've had some that have been nah, okay. And, okay. And some of that's a matter of taste. Too. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to know which ones you thought didn't quite hit the mark because so far I, I've watched uh silo shrinking um, and there was one other one that I watched that I thought were all like not as good as Ted Lasso, but I was uh -huh. like, these are all excellent in their own right. Well, I mean, oh, you've hit some good ones. Yeah, yeah. Silo, absolutely love Silo. I've got content on the channel about Silo. Nice. And shrinking on your recommendation, we have watched a few episodes. Yes. We have enjoyed it. We've got nice. a lot more to go. Yeah. Um, but like invasion, 
I've tried Invasion. I'm about seven episodes in. Uh-huh. It's so slow getting going. And okay. I'm, I hear the second season's better. Hmm. But this one, I could see a lot of people trying and going, eh. Yeah. And dropping. Yeah. So they're they're not nailing every last one, I don't think. Have you sure. you haven't tried invasion yet then? No. I mean it's an alien invasion. It should be awesome. But no. It should be awesome, yeah. Because no. the they one... leaned into the wrong things, I think. Yeah. So. The one that I really want to watch now that I have Apple TV is uh Severance. I hear a lot of good things about that. Yeah. The one I'm looking to get to is for all mankind, which is, yeah. I've heard is amazing. Yeah, Mike's Mike's book reviews made like several videos about it. And he was like, you have to watch this show. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, all right, well, I'll get to it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's on the list. But, you know, I only have so much time to watch TV because I read Same. so much. Yep. And then I do this stuff, you yeah. know, so limited. And yeah. some of that goes to cooking shows because my wife and I are addicted to cooking shows. <laughs> no. It's true. <laughs> Great. But this show somehow got on our radar and mm. in the midst of all the choices we have, we both chose to watch it. How we watched you... it at the same time, too. Pretty like, much, we did, yes. Like, I, I started watching it completely independently of knowing that you were also watching it. And then uh-huh. I saw on Twitter, you were, like, posting something about it. I'm like, oh, did we both just watch this show? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm I'm really curious as to uh, as to how you got into it as well. You know, it was simply for me a matter of I, I'd heard the show was out. I'd seen yeah. it advertisements and such but it's a comedy and a lot of comedies these days they're they're not worth my time right the humor is immature or too crass cheap i need stuff that's better and deeper for me and it just hasn't i feel like a lot of the comedies i watch i'm not their audience right they're not shooting for someone like me so i haven't got into them and this one People just kept recommending it and kept mm-hmm. saying, hey, this this is something different. This is worthy. Yeah. And somehow I didn't know a lot about it. I managed mm-hmm. to not get any spoils, really. Just enough buzz of there's something about the show that I finally said to my wife, hey, let's try this. You know, people are talking. And yeah. again, we started on a Saturday morning and we were done with season one before we turned off the TV. Yeah, <laughs> just sucked us right in. Yeah, we watched season two and season three over another three days, not mm-hmm. the next three days. You know, there is other things to do in life. Yeah, but it did not take us long. It was just like within a week and a half. We had the whole thing consumed. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. How about you? It, yeah, I, I think I have a really interesting story for for how I got into it. I I had heard about I had heard about Ted Lasso for a long time and I kept just being like, I, I'm not into sports, really. I don't watch football. I, I was into soccer when I was in high school, but not so much anymore. Um, I'm not into baseball or anything like that. I like to play volleyball in the summer, but really there's nothing that I watch or like enjoy with friends or anything. And so to hear that this show, everybody was raving about it. I was like, I recognize that everybody loves this show but I just don't think it would be for me. And one of those reasons was because of the sports aspect of it. The mm-hmm. other aspect of it was that I knew that Ted, this, this guy was incredibly positive, like overly positive. And I thought it was almost going to be like satirical. Like I thought that he was going to be just obnoxiously positive. And anyone who knows me on like, 
a personal level or has seen enough of our podcast knows that I'm a little bit cynical. I'm a little bit more like world weary, I think. And I think that I get kind of annoyed with things that are too optimistic or positive. And I know that's painting myself in a really bad light. And again, I'm starting to wonder how we're friends. What is going I know. on? <laughs> but well, we we balance each other out, right? Like <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm I'm just like, I don't think I would enjoy this character who's just obnoxious, obnoxiously positive. And I don't know if I would like the sports aspect of it. Um, it wasn't until I started hanging out with uh, one of my friends from church a lot, and he was playing music from the show while we were working out, or he would like talk about some of the characters, and he would just keep recommending this show. He's like, it's probably my favorite show of all time. I gotta, like, you you have to watch it. And it wore me down to the point where I was like, maybe I do need to watch it. Like, maybe I just don't get it. And so, or maybe I'm like wrong in some way. And so I, I told him, I'm like, I really don't like sports though. Like, uh, whatever, maybe I can handle the main character, but I really, I'm just not into the whole sports thing. And he's like, no, you don't understand. The show isn't about soccer. Like so soccer is happening in the background the show is about the characters and their character arcs and their growth and the themes. That's what the show is about. And I'm like, okay, I think I can start to see the pieces fitting together. And so I start, I started watching it. I got Apple plus and from the first episode, I was so hooked. I texted my friend and I was like, man, all these months you have been so right. And I have been <laughs> so wrong. And I am so in for this show. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny because it's like there's kind of a meta to the show, right? Like it, Ted in the show is winning over the hearts of all these people he comes into contact with. And the show has done extremely well. It is quite literally won over the hearts of America. It's got or, awards. Like, yeah. It's critically acclaimed and yeah, very highly rated. Yeah. And the the funny meta for me was that I'm going into this show predispositioned to not like it. A and everybody in the show is going into this story with Ted predispositioned to not like him. He shows up and everybody hates him. And Those I, I initial can't... press conferences, man. Oh, they, <laughs> they were, were tough. <laughs> And and yeah, and so I, I'm not going into the show like hating him, but I'm going in knowing that I might have a hard time with this character. I might have a hard time with the show. And little by little, just like he wins over everybody in Richmond, he won over me. There and you go. man, Good story. It, what a great experience. What a fantastic okay. experience. Okay, so uh, let's work our way through some of these characters that we've come to value, love, hate whichever perspective on these various characters we're talking about and we'll we'll talk about the story the show as we do it but it has to start with the title character of course so ted lasso, <laughs> right there uh, uh jason sudeikis mm -hmm. plays ted lasso and he i connected with this character mm. because you know anyone who knows me knows i am a ridiculously optimistic and positive person <laughs> Uh, I will find the silver lining in every situation and it doesn't matter. I'm one of those people that carries my weather around with me. 
Okay. Mm. The circumstances are not what's going to bring me down. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to choose to stay up and stay right. positive. And other people sometimes will look at that and go, You're not being realistic, dude. Come on. And no, right. Life is too short to be gloomy, is my perspective <laughs> on things. Sure. But it is not always realistic then. Yeah. You know, there are, everybody's got tough days. Everybody yeah. has things that are happening that maybe aren't the best. So, as I'm getting to know Ted Lasso, it's causing it was causing me to reflect on myself, mm-hmm. see some of what I do in how he's doing things. And I've had some similar results. I mean, I haven't won any major football soccer trophies, but <laughs> I did coach soccer successfully when I did not know the rules years oh, ago. Nice. You know, I, I've done that, <laughs> but you know, causing others around you to start being more positive just because you will not relent. In mm-hmm. being positive and helping others see the better. Yes, I get that. I do that. And yet he has some dark things in his past that he's not when the show starts that he's not addressing. He's yeah. just choosing not to think about. Okay? Yeah, I get that, too. I, yeah, it's a double. My past there. is not 100 percent rosy. There's no reason. I mean, I'm a person of faith. I attribute it to God that I can have a very rosy and fun optimistic perspective that's who i am it's not just Mm. by my bootstraps that i chose to be positive right but there are plenty of reasons i could be down in the dumps and negative too and there are some things from my past that i just don't think about much and it's true Mm. maybe i should be seeing someone like ted finally did you know i I was thinking these things and any show that gets you to think like that yeah and become reflective off of just art you know yeah is a good show yeah. I, yeah. Ted, Ted as a character absolutely had a similar effect on me where I, I came away from the show. Uh, not that I treat people like horribly or anything, but I came away from the show thinking I want to treat people kinder and with more uh, like, like giving the benefit of the doubt more and, Like Ted Lasso as a character had such a hugely positive impact on me to where I'm like, I like it made me realize, you know, I mentioned at the beginning that I tend to be more on like the cynical or like skeptical side. And I came away from the show thinking like, I I need to be more positive. Like I I need to have like a better attitude about things at like when things are tough. And Ted shows that throughout um, all of his adversity in that first season and, and and really throughout the whole show. But you look at that first season and Ted is at every moment of every day through almost the entire first season. He is faced with someone saying, you suck, you suck, you suck over and over yes. and over and over. And he absolutely refuses. They to... do not create his identity. Yeah. Yep. He refuses to give up his morals. He refuses to um, kind of like feed into that, I guess. He's like, man, Mm -hmm. you you keep, you know, you keep hurting me and I'm just going to treat you amazing. Like I'm going to bring you cookies every single day. Yeah. Every single morning. Have you started cooking biscuits, cookie biscuits, (laughs) bring people in little pink boxes yet? (laughs) That was so funny. You don't want to poison them. (laughs) when when we yeah (laughs) yeah when when we finally found out that he was actually cooking them himself i was was like of course he is yeah of course course he is yeah you know 
something about Ted that I love about this character. You know, he's brought over here as this guy who's never coached professional football soccer. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it football moving forward because that's what the show does. Okay. So yeah, it's football. the real football. <laughs> he's never coached football. He doesn't yeah. know anything about football. And it's true. He never denies that. What he does is he knows people. And truly, that's the more important thing that coaches, especially at high levels, need to know. Yeah. Um, going back to the sh- championship Chicago Bulls when they won three-peat and three-peat. Their coach was just a good coach. He wasn't a brilliant coach. Phil Jackson, though, he knew people. He yeah. knew how to use the tools within him. And he knew how to keep giving Michael Jordan the ball. You know, that helped a lot. Yeah. But he knew how to work with people. He was brilliant at that. That's what Ted Lasso does. Hmm. And he it's not just he knows how to use people. Yeah. He cares about people. Yeah. And his genuine care for them is greater than, and he says it, it's greater than whether we win a game. Yeah. That's that's secondary. And his belief, his core belief, and I 100% buy into this as a life principle. If you care enough about the people, everything else will work out. Yeah. That's I so mean, true. Competency helps. You need to be competent with what you're doing. You can't be an idiot. Yeah. But the people are what's going to help everything work. So care for the people and the rest will take care of itself. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I just watched that episode, uh, yesterday where he's having his little interview in season one with Trent Krim. And he's like, look, win or lose, like, like winning would be awesome. But like, I care about these boys. I want them to live the best life they possibly can. I want them to feel good about themselves. I want to support them and turn them into the best young men that I possibly can. And that's kind of the moment that Trent Krim comes around on him. And also the way that Ted treats um, in that same scene, the guy that uh, was his, I think, taxi driver in the first episode. And he's like, oh, I own a restaurant. And he's like, you should come by. And Ted's like, I will. I will. And, and he does. And he does. And the guy even asked him, like, why are you here? He's like, because I said I would come. And it's just everything about him and he's is eating so, that hot food he, yes and it's that just was, killing him and he's like yeah that that was about the guy that was one of the things that really did it for trent was he even wrote it down he it was like he cared so much about respecting this family's establishment and their culture and their food that he went above and beyond and like ate all this really spicy food that he could have returned to the kitchen like ah man it's so good so good yeah so <laughs> it's not the order i plan to talk about it but you mentioned sure. him i'm going to jump to many ways trent Krim. Okay, okay here's this hard nose um investigative reporter this is the guy who's used to finding the dirt and printing the truth doesn't yeah. matter who it hurts doesn't matter what the impact is he has these standards he will find what is out there and he will put it out there because the people deserve to know and you get that sense he's a little above the other reporters. Mm-hmm. He's the creme de la creme. He's the one they all would like to be. And he wants to destroy Ted Lasso at yeah. the beginning because this guy is an imbecile and yeah. shouldn't be here. And I'm going to get that whole story out. And the deeper he looks, the more he can't help yeah. being changed by it. He's still right. And he knows yeah. it. he's still right. This guy does not belong here coaching this team. Right. But he's such an incredible human being that I can't (laughs) hate this guy 
I can't help but like this guy. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the season, ends up blowing up his whole career because he leaks information. Yeah. But he shouldn't have. um, Because, you know, the story's got to run. The truth has to be told. But you deserve to know, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and then what goes on to happen with his character the rest of the way, I loved. I loved Trent Krim and all the things they did with him through seasons two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Trent Trent Krim, uh, I was saying for a long time, was my number one favorite character because uh, I, I can never for some reason, I can never choose the main character as my favorite character. So <laughs> so <laughs> Trent, Trent Krim was my favorite character for a while. And uh, it's it's changed. Um, and we'll we'll talk about my favorite in a little bit, I'm sure. It'll be interesting to see if we end up having the same favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah we'll yeah. get there, though. Yeah. Uh, but but Trent is, like, without a doubt in my top three. Like, if if Ted Lasso isn't my number two, then Trent Krim is my number two. Like, I love this character so much. And I think that he had such an amazing journey and watching him little by little. Th- the moment that Ted Lasso won over Trent Krim... I just had the biggest smile on my face because I liked him as, you know, this kind of dickish reporter. Like I even liked that character because I thought he was just like, he's just a well-written character. But when he started to change and we started to get onto Ted's side, and then like you said, everything that happens through two and three, where uh, Trent has this really good story arc with, um, uh, what was his name? Colin? Yeah, was that's the... why I wanted to go next. So let me jump okay. to that. Okay. okay. Uh, one of the key things that shows that growth with Trent yeah. Krim, uh, expertly played by James Lance, by the way. I'll throw in names. Oh, nice. um, when we see he has truly been changed, not just kind of changed, yeah. truly changed, is when they focus on the storyline with Colin Hughes, one of the football players, played by Billy Harris, hmm. uh, who has been struggling because he's in the closet. He's mm-hmm. gay, but he's terrified that anybody will find out. Right. And Trent finds out. He sees it, but he sees it and catches on early because Trent is gay. And yeah. we don't know that before this point either. Right. And instead of blowing up a scoop, a great story. And it sets it, it up to make it look like it he's does. about It makes to. you think. Yeah. He, put, he basically takes him under his wing. Yeah. And says the things Colin needs to hear. Yeah. And that was a Ted Lasso moment. Yeah. That's where he is being a good influenced by Ted Lasso. Like, yes, that's the ah, so so good. Loved that. I also loved since we're talking about Colin Hughes now. Mm -hmm. Okay. The storyline that they did brilliantly between him and at that time, team captain Isaac Isaac, McAdoo, played by Cola Bocchini, uh, where everybody when when okay colin comes out to his teammates everybody's fine with it yeah except isaac but isaac is mad and in the end we finally get to why he's mad and i loved this yeah he wasn't mad that you lied he wasn't mad that you're gay yeah mad that you didn't feel you could trust me to tell me yeah yep that was one of those moments of oh yeah oh oh that was brutal yeah and then they got past it and they're You know, oh, yes. Yeah. And of course, when Isaac on the pitch goes off on that other, I think it was a fan, you yep. know, who c- called a slur at Colin, not knowing, you know, yeah. 
right and isaac goes up and gets himself kicked out i mean that whole thing was like yeah i think i know what's going on in his mind right now yep but let's see where they take it and they took it where i hope they would that was yep. great. yeah same i i love that whole uh I love that whole storyline. And yeah, the thing with Isaac, um, I went back and forth on it a couple times. I was like, oh, like is like what like what if Isaac is uh, is like, he genuinely a homophobe? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like is, it like is that what's going on here? And they're going to like and he's going to be like booted off the team or something. Or is it this thing where he's just upset that Colin didn't talk to him about it? And I'm glad that that. Yep. Uh, and again, not that just that it. he lied about it or wouldn't, you know, kept a secret. Right. It's that you didn't trust me. Yeah. You know, you thought I would I would judge you. You know. Yeah. How could I, you think that of me? That's yeah. what made him so mad. Yeah. That I loved the scene later on when uh, when Isaac goes over to Colin's place and they're like <laughs> hanging out playing a video game. <laughs> and he's just like asking him all these questions about like being gay. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> and basically, you know, we're going to be okay here. Yeah. And we can even joke about it. Right. You know, that's good. That's healthy. Yeah, that was a great so, scene. One of many excellent plot lines throughout yeah. the story. So let me jump us back and talk about Rebecca, Rebecca? Walton, played yeah. by Hannah w- w- uh, Waddington. Waddingham. Got to get hmm. the names right. I, uh, I'd never seen her before the show, but now I see her popping up in other things. I, oh, okay. I know she was... This is not her first show ever. Yeah. But I think most of her stuff before was across the pond. And now right. she her audience is broadening because she's been very successful on a very yeah. successful show. Yeah. But her journey is fantastic because, you know, she brings Ted over to destroy her ex-husband's favorite thing. Yeah. And she could care less about this. Yeah. And yet, man, I mean, man. she's got baggage. She has yeah. issues. And Ted does the Ted Lasso thing on her too. She can't yep. help but be worn down by this. Yeah. I, I I loved her character. I loved so many things. I mean, her and the relationship she has with uh Rupert. Nope. Oh, right oh, here, Keely. Keely. Yep. Uh, that's magic. Uh her relationship with her assistant Leslie. Mm-hmm. Uh there's so many good things in here. We'll get to Rupert. That one's coming up. Oh yeah. But uh I loved the journey. I also loved how I think it was only three times that she went down to Ted's office hmm. and talked to him one-on-one. And each time it's like dropping a bomb. Yep. And the first two times, ooh, the last one, it was it was a good thing. You know, yep. it, it, but Man. anyways, thought, thoughts uh, on Rebecca? Yeah, that, that was easily my... Re- Rebecca's whole like character arc and all of her... All of her storylines that took very different shapes along the way. Like it wasn't just like this one thing that you could kind of follow. She like went in a lot of different directions and did a lot of things. She's complex. Um, Yeah. Any, any of her storylines and through lines, uh, I were easily some of my favorites, like, like, like high favorites for sure. Um, you know, like you said, when Ted, when Ted gets out there, she's hell bent on destroying him. And there is nothing more satisfying. Destroying the team. He'll be the victim. Yeah. And she yes. doesn't care. She He's there to be used. But right. it's not yeah, really personal. Right. You know, yeah. She doesn't it, hate Ted. Yeah, she doesn't She doesn't hate Ted, but she wants to use him to destroy everything she else. She hates and, that Ted's being successful. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 
I I just love like she even in the beginning she uh she tries to get a picture of him and Keely together to make it look like they were having some sort of affair or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she even has to um you know th there's a series of events that kind of get the picture like kind of she has to backpedal a bit yeah exactly but and... not because she cared about ted at that right. point yeah it was, it was just like she was a gonna strategic, get caught was yeah the problem yeah it was a strategic thing but even then further down the line there there's a point where so the picture doesn't get posted um outside of her wishes yeah and then somewhere in the middle she starts to really like ted and i think it's around the time i think it's the charity auction or something where rupert shows up and she kind of has a breakdown and ted like consoles her and she's like yep. oh my gosh like this is a good guy why like why am i doing this and then keely finds out that she was gonna post the picture she she's like behind it yes. yeah she's like you have to tell ted and she's like no we're fine now like i'm not going to i'm not gonna post the picture like i don't want to post the picture i've like I've changed, like, let's just forget it ever happened. And Keely's the one saying, no, you need to tell Ted. And she fights with it for a long time. And one of my favorite scenes in the entire show, uh, I talk it, uh, talk about it with my friend that got me into the show all the time, is the scene where, like you said, it's one of the bombs. She goes down to his office and tells him about this thing that she was going to do and that her whole plan was to ruin the this premier league and ted looks at her and you like even as the viewer like i just i didn't know how he was going to respond like i know who he is as a person and i had a feeling but mm -hmm. i was like is like is he gonna um uh, like what's this he gonna, gonna be do? the one bridge too far yeah yeah exactly the one bridge too far and he like calmly like stands up and forgives her and he like goes to like shake her hand and she like hugs him and they like hug and cry together. And ah, oh, like top in, in my top five favorite scenes for the show. Like I love it so yeah. much. In season one, he beautifully demonstrates the power of forgiveness. Yeah. And the true understanding of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Right. Forgiveness is a choice. Yep. You choose to forgive someone. Um, you don't have to feel like, oh, it's it's no problem. And yeah. honestly, when you forgive someone, it should still be a problem. Yeah. It's like just because someone said, I'm sorry, doesn't mean what they did went away. Yeah. It's still and there. The impact is still real. Yeah. You choose to forgive them so we can move on. Yeah. And you are letting it go when you forgive. Yeah, that, that's what he tells Jamie. He's like, you need to, I think I think it was about Jamie's dad. He's like, you you need to forgive your dad. Not, not because he deserves it. Not because he like has earned forgiveness, but because you need to let it go and it'll be better for you. Um, yeah, Jamie's and, dad, man. Peace of work. Man. Ooh. We'll get to that. We'll oh, get to yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I want to move on to talking about Rupert. Yeah. Rupert Mannion. Uh, played by Anthony Head, who I adore as an actor. This mm -hmm. is the first time I remember seeing him as the bad guy. I oh, loved really? him since he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, what you did know? you play there? 
Oh, he was the uh, the guardian, the watcher. What was he oh, called? Okay. He was the one who trained Buffy. Oh, and he okay. was there to guard her, to support her in her work of killing vampires. You have never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I, I've seen a couple episodes. I need to watch it. I liked what I saw. I need to watch. I need to keep going. He was the original. Then a number of seasons through, he basically retires. He's done and a new guy comes in. But okay. he was the original. He was excellent. Loved it. Uh, to see him on this and this such a brilliant scumbag yeah. was delightful. Oh, and man. he manipulates Rebecca so skillfully. Yeah, and it's not until finally it's season three, really, where she can finally move past it. Yeah, uh, he he's yeah, got her number. Long... He knows how to push push each button again and again. Oh, you have to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's funny because like you you spend so much time with Rebecca and you see her as this very strong and kind of fierce woman who can take on anything. And then as soon as and it just speaks to the level of acting in the show, like all of the actors in the show are top notch. And as soon as Rupert walks into the room, you can tell that she just kind of like like not necessarily cowers, but you you can tell there's a little bit of like anxiety and a little yeah, bit of like, yeah. Oh man, it's so well played. Yeah, and you know we see Rebecca's journey of redemption, going from where she started, so negative, so poised to just be poison, mm -hmm. and to be such a wonderful person, oh. and now transforming others' lives for the better. Yeah. Rupert has the same opportunities and he rejects them. Yeah. He's going to stay true. being who he is. And in the end, I mean, the dude is miserable and ruined. Basically, mm -hmm. everybody knows he's scum now. You know? Yeah. That's the choice he makes. That's the bed he wanted to lie in. And it's all his. Right. So uh, he gets what yeah. he has coming. Yeah. He's he's a great villain, though. He's one of the you know, we, we talk about it all the time on our channel when we're talking about various books and stuff that we we love the characters that we love to hate. Like there, yes. there are some yes. characters that you like, you don't hate them because they're not written. Well, you don't hate them because of whatever you hate them. You because, hate them because they're written well. because they're written. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he was just one of those guys that just every time you see him, you want to punch his face. Like, <laughs> totally. <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> but you won't because he'll sue your butt. Yeah, yeah, rich. exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, next character, Leslie Higgins or Leslie. I think it's more with the Z, Leslie mm -hmm. Higgins, the director of football operations, uh, who starts out, oh, played by Jeremy Swift, played very, very well again. Uh, starts out as a tool, man. He's just there to be used, and he yeah. has no agency of his own, and he's a he's a whipping boy, he's a kicked dog. He yeah. He wants to do his job, but he knows his job is not really to do anything helpful because yeah. he knows what Rebecca's doing pretty right. early on, you know, and yet he really likes Ted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting but, watching him play both sides of the fence for yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah, what's really nice. And I mean, and it gets to the point where, you know, he's gone for an episode. You know, he's not the job. He doesn't have the job anymore. He's canned. He's gone. And yet. He gets brought back in pretty quick. Hmm. But I love the layers we get to see of him as the show progresses. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of beatnik, 
playing the instrument, a little cool jazz. His oh, family say, is yeah. great. You know, I, I really enjoyed him as a character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I have too much to say about Leslie. I, uh, I liked him as a character. I don't, I don't know if I like paid that much attention to him along the way. For me, he was kind of a, excuse me, for me, he was kind of a, a comic relief a comedy a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually don't remember the episode where he left. So I don't know. I don't know what yeah, season yeah, that would have been in. Because Rebecca ends up going to his house and she's never been to his house. Mm. And this is where she finds him uh, playing his bass. Was it bass mm. he was playing? Uh, that that his instrument? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. And, you know, she's like sees a whole different side and his wife and five kids. And it's like, whoa. Mm. And she's there to ask him to come back. Right. Um, but we, we see a totally different side to him. Yeah. yeah. But he, he had basically gone against her and supported Ted on something against uh, her wishes. And she let him go. That's not going to work. Right, right, right. But she comes back for him because she's so guilt ridden, realizing yeah. he was right. Right. Yeah, I I loved I I did love the episode where he's in uh, Amsterdam and he's got the new kit boy and (laughs) he's like he he keeps making like sexual innuendo. And he's like, tonight's the night you become a man. And he's like, we're going to the red district and all this stuff. The red light. That was a fun episode. Yeah, I I love the Amsterdam episode, man. When when, when we're going to talk about this coming up still, these are characters we're getting to next. But the whole Jamie and Roy. Oh, so good. So good. And the windmills. It's like, ah, that was so good. Yeah. But the relationship that they're developing through that. Mm, Yeah. so So, So let's move to that. Jamie Tart, played by Phil Dunster, starts out as the one that so many teams have. He's the egotistical, it's all about me guy. Yep. And they they start off portraying him that way, where undeniable, the dude is a talent. Yeah. Also undeniable, he knows it. Yeah. And you all need to just give me the ball and do what I need, and none of you are as important as me. His ego is huge, and it was wonderful to see how they handled a character like this. Yeah. Uh, First, of of course, he gets traded away or given back one of Rebecca's plans to blow up the team. Right. uh, Which she then regrets doing, but seeing his issues... Uh, issues with being on a different team, issues with his dad, issues with his mom. You know, there's there's pressures and stuff behind everything he's done. And then the growth journey he goes on, yeah. much of it thanks to Roy and Keeley. Yep. Not to mention the sex triangle there, but that, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Jamie? Jamie was definitely a favorite of mine. I, of course, hated him at first. And I, I thought for sure, like, I'm Just not like we're lie. supposed to. Yeah. yeah. And it, honestly, he was one of those characters. Uh, you know, most characters I can look at and be like, OK, I can see some sort of redemption arc for them. And <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. Jamie was the one that I looked at and I'm like, oh, so he's the villain. Like there is no redemption <laughs> for him. He's the one who will fight against everything Ted does and blow yeah. it up from within. Yeah. yeah. And to watch him change little by little after like he kind of learns how to uh, play with the team and like be a part of a team. And he learns how to um 
just be like more considerate of others. I, I think the team player aspect is really what snowballed him into his big uh, character arc because, you know, like you said, I, I liked I liked the way they handled his character because Ted mentions um, several times he's like, look, you are undeniably our best player. Like there's no question about that. And he uses Jamie in the way that you would use a star player. But I feel like a lot of movies, like maybe if this show had been made like 10 or 15 years ago, it would have been like, you know, let's dunk on the star player and just get him off the team. And that would have been like the storyline, but it's like, no, he has a purpose on this team. He just needs to know how to play with everybody else. Yes. And so I love that they, in in equal measure, they were able to bring down his pride while also elevating him as a player. Yes. And yes. I love how by the end of it, you know, there's, there's that point where they realize um, it's after Ted learns about like free form soccer or whatever that is like total mm-hmm. soccer, total football. Yeah. And um, it's, they're, they're trying to figure out how to like rotate all the players in and out. Cause nobody really has a position anymore. And they realize, Oh no, Jamie needs to be at the center of the circle and everybody needs to rotate around him. And it doesn't necessarily mean that he's the one shooting the goal. It just means that he's, like the conductor, like he's directing yes, everybody. Yes. And it works and, brilliantly when they figure that out. Oh man. I loved it so much. And then I loved it when he finally, uh, like at the beginning, they have this play where they're like, Jamie's going to be the decoy. And he's like, you're going to use me. As he really decoy. struggles with that at first. Yeah. He really does. Oh, he's like so upset about it. And then that's in before the, they went into total football mode. That's earlier. yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah that's way yeah. before. And then, I think it's in the last episode or maybe the second to last episode. There's a moment where uh, Ted like kind of enacts that play again. And Jamie does it so willingly. And he like goes in and he's the decoy. He's not even like the one shooting the goal at all. And those were the moments where I'm just like, and I mean, there was a million other moments, but those were the moments where I was like, yes, like let's do it. It's a huge growth moment for him. And this is true in life. When he realizes he can be successful by helping someone else succeed. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm the reason someone else was able to shine, I own part of that. Right. It doesn't have to all be about me. Yeah. I've helped someone else rise. Yes. I win. Yes. You know, exactly. it's, It's so simple and yet so beyond a lot of people. Yeah. And it was beyond him at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I be, sorry, real quick before we move on. I, I just loved, I loved watching his maturity as well. At the beginning of the show, we get like a very juvenile and very like, <laughs> like kind of like personality. And then as the show goes on, especially with his interactions with Roy and Keely, we see him like calm down a lot and he's because not real. Yeah, and he's not like reacting to things in like this violent or excessive manner. He's kind of like sitting back and like thinking about what he's going to say as like before he says it. And I think the actor did such a phenomenal job with that just in his facial expressions and his body language. In the beginning, he's very like chest forward and like very cocky. And as the season goes on, he gets a little bit more like, not like cowardly, but like a little more like relaxed, a little bit more just chill. 
And I think the actor, uh, I forget his name, Phil. Phil Dunster. Uh, Phil Dunster did a fantastic job with that. Um, and then my my favorite scene with him um, was one where he wasn't even really saying anything, but it was when his dad came in and his dad was like, it was. I think it was after the game in the second season when they lost and his dad came in and he's like berating him in front of everybody and saying like, you know, you all suck and like, oh, it must must be terrible to be such an amateur league or whatever. And finally, Jamie just has enough and he punches him and Beard comes in and he like grabs the dad and like smacks his head against the door on the way out. He's like, all right, out with you. And basically, we have your back, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamie just like starts to cry. And it's this moment. And like Roy, Roy goes up and hugs him for the first time. And oh, what a fantastic scene. Beautiful segue. Next, we talk about Brett Goldstein's portrayal of Roy Kent, my favorite character from the show. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Roy Kent. <laughs> he's there. He he's everywhere. Guys so well, so well. You know, he's portrayed in the beginning as the skillful but aged soccer mm. football player on the team. Yeah. He brings credibility to the team, gobs of experience. He was the Jamie Tart of his day, but his day is past and he's nearing the end of his career. And he's not doing well with that. But Ted helps him through it, mm-hmm. as does Keeley in some interesting ways there. But uh, it was great to see him go from the angry, bitter, almost washed up player to what he is at the end. Yeah. I mean, a successful coach, a brilliant person who, again, like Ted, now gets people. Yeah. And he's going to care about the people and let the results happen. Oh, man, what a journey for this guy. He was just so fun. I love Roy. Every scene Roy's in. Yeah. Delightful. Including the whole bit and my memory slipping. The dog thing. What was that called when they'd they'd get together? Oh, Uh, the diamond dogs. Diamond dogs. Thank you. Thank you. I loved and how they slowly suck Roy into the diamond dogs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was outside his comfort zone, man. But he comes. He gets there. (laughs) Yeah. Every every now and then he'll just like kind of like walk in on like a diamond dogs meeting and like turn around he'll like walk out. <laughs> yeah he'll like he'll like ask something and they'll start to answer and he'll leave or he'll like ask something and they'll go oh and then he'll like walk out and but then, i love how many times that happens where all he does is walk out to his office which is on the other side of the partition yeah, yeah. and he still participates he'll yeah just he won't still... look at them but he'll say something <laughs> that they all can hear you know he's still there he, he just, just won't like admit he's there. technically can't be there yeah <laughs> That's great. the diamond dogs thing was just a lot of fun oh man i I love this character so much. Roy Kent is undoubtedly my spirit animal. He like I loved um I I loved his foul mouth and how not only his foul mouth but just how creative he was with his swearing. And it was, was it always niece? <laughs> what? That he, was it his niece that he yeah. spends time with? Yeah. You know and and dealing with the foul mouth bit was yeah. was kind of part of the humor between him and her too oh dude it was so it was so great and she had she had like a swear jar that was racking up to like (laughs) over a thousand two hundred pounds and uh and then like when he was coaching the team 
he was like, <laughs> he's like her team. That her team. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was like, <laughs> you bunch of little pricks. And then like the, the teacher was like, you can't say that to fifth graders or whatever they were. The kids are eating up. They yeah, were they loved him it. as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I love this character so much. Like not, not only his growth. I mean, I, I think that speaks for itself. He has an incredible character arc, but he has so many specific scenes. Like I, just like you, I loved every scene he was in, but there's yeah. so many moments where I'm just like, dang, that was well done. Like that was so well done. Like him, him and Jamie in, in Amsterdam on the bike. That was fantastic. Yep. Um, any, anything with him and Keely was fantastic. Uh, him and the uh, the teacher of his niece. Um, I forget little, her little name. sexual tension there. Yeah, little didn't go anywhere. I know. I was kind of hoping it would. I was like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, I just I he stole the show in every single scene he was in, and he, he was, was just fantastic along the way. And he had so many moments where like he, uh, I, I have a couple notes on him. He's uh, he's like talking to the press and they're asking about mm. Isaac who like assaulted the, the guy in the stands. Yep. And he, he has this fantastic monologue where he he's like, you know, I, you know, back in the day I was younger and there was this other guy on the team and he said something about his kid. And he was like, well, I know that, like the the odds are high that you're not the father or something and the guy beat the crap out of him and he and Roy went to go apologize months and months and months later only to find out that like days before he made that joke they had actually lost their daughter right um and and so it was this whole moment where he's like and, and the whole room is silent while he's telling this story yep. it's so it's such a good scene and he's Basically, like you don't know what might be going on yeah, he's like, you know, deserve judgment. Yeah, he's like the fans come to these and they they pay money for these tickets expecting to be able to do and say whatever they want, but they forget that these aren't just football players, they're actually people as well. Um yep. but yep. my my favorite quote from him is this moment with uh with Rebecca and Keely and it's after Rebecca's kind of dating this guy for a while. And he's kind of like boring. <laughs> he's like not quite doing it for her. And they, they go on this double date together. Yeah, and that was great. She like kind of Roy tells it. it like it is, man. He, he does. tells it like it is. Can I, the, the quote has a lot of swearing in it. Can I read it? Okay. I don't swear. You may. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So, so Roy, uh, so, so Rebecca and Keely are kind of going back and forth. Like, yeah, he's good. He's he's good. He's he's great. Like he's financially stable, all this stuff. And Roy's like, for crying out loud, like just tell her the truth. And everybody kind of looks at him like, what? And he's his the actual quote is, he's fine. That's it. Nothing wrong with fine. Most people are fine. It's not about him. It's about why the fuck you think he deserves you. You deserve someone who makes you feel like you've been struck by fucking lightning. Don't you dare settle for fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, like I, yeah. I have watched that scene over and over and over <laughs> because it is such a good monologue. And I, I just, I just love him so much yep. and he becomes the best character. All right. Let me move on to yeah, Keely, <laughs> yeah. who is not one of my favorite characters. 
I enjoy her, but I also was annoyed by her and some of her story plot. Okay, so yeah. Keely's okay. Uh, uh, certainly, I like the role she plays in uh, in Roy's story arc, in Jamie's story arc, in Rebecca's story arc. But her own story arc? Eh, not my, yeah. not, not really my favorite part of the show. It was just okay. Yeah, for for me, I think she was. Um, I I liked her more than Leslie, but I think that she was also kind of the comic relief. Like she, like for me, it wasn't her storyline or like her. Oh, but they gave time for that whole thing where she goes into her own business. Yeah, episodes I, featuring that and focusing on that. I'm like, eh. I didn't understand what that was about at all. I was like, okay, I I just didn't really, I just really didn't get it. I guess I don't know. I don't know why they did that. But so you're saying I, waste of screen time. They could have given us better during those. Moments. Yeah, they could have given us more Roy Kent with his amazing monologue. Right, just um, grunt for us, Roy. <laughs> yeah. That'd be better. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I thought I thought she was great like i i nothing really about the actress i mean she oh, performed sure. this role amazingly oh yeah fantastic. Uh, juno temple is her name Juno yeah, Temple. she was fantastic yeah i i think um the scenes i enjoyed her in the most was when she was being funny and i think those scenes were absolutely worth it and like i i wouldn't have traded her for anyone else but I, I just didn't feel the same connection with her that I did with like Roy or Jamie yeah. or Ted. Or Again, I enjoyed her in the interactions with the other main characters. Yes. The stuff yeah. that was focused just on her. Right. That didn't interest me as much. Yeah. Didn't, I'd didn't echo that. Like. Yep. Ditto. Let's talk about Coach Beard. Yes. What a character. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> he, he makes no sense at first. He's just yeah. there with Ted. You know, and why is he there with Ted? I mean, we yeah. get Ted. Why is he there? You know that, mm -hmm. but the relationship <laughs> they have, the banter, the inside jokes all the way through just killed me. I love yeah. Coach Beard, not yeah. to mention that one really weird episode that yes. focuses on Beard. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was, uh, he's a great character. I, I really enjoy him. And they do get a little deep in season three with him finally. Yeah. You know, so we get we get to see more there. Yeah. Like that I, he has a first name. We do learn yeah. Willis is his yep. first name. We learned that in season three. Yeah. But uh, you yeah, for, also enjoyed Coach Beard. Yeah, I, I love Coach Beard to death. I yeah, I he's a great character at first. Um, I, I loved him right from the beginning, but I did yeah. feel like he was going to be kind of like a surface level character. Because he's such a, he's he's not cold, but well, I don't know, maybe he is, but he's such a reserved person. Where I was like, how could we possibly get in depth with this character? Um, but I enjoyed him every step along the way. I felt like him and Ted, uh, sorry, him and Ted felt like they had been best friends for like their whole lives. Like they 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 really came off that way from the first scene of them on the airplane where like he sits behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he sits behind Ted. He's like they're and they're like a both about, about to pass out for this long flight. And I forget which one of them says it, but like, Hey, if we like, if we both fall asleep on this plane and we like end up in each other's dreams, like, do you want to fool around a little? And so there's just like this <laughs> hilarious, like, right. That's like one of the first scenes in the entire show. And so it sets up this great banter between yep. the two of them it's good for stuff. the whole thing 
And then, like you said, he has he has great moments. He has this whole like trippy episode where he meets up with the guys from the bar, like the trio, and he yep. gets them into like this really exclusive. That's club. the one I was talking about. It's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. And then we finally get a really fantastic moment with him uh, near the end of the third season where he goes and forgives Nate and yes. he he shows up at his apartment and he he has he has a whole monologue that was fantastic as well. Nate doesn't say a word. It's just Coach Beard on the screen. And Again, he's choosing to forgive yeah. Nate. Right. And he gives the whole monologue, the whole rationale behind his thoughts. But that's all demonstrating how Ted has changed his life. Right. And therefore, I'm going to change yours right now. Yep. You know, kind of thing. 100%. And, and I still hate you. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. But I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. I, I loved I loved his whole kind of backstory he gave where he had known Ted in high school and they'd played ball together. I can't remember if it was football or what. Um, but they kind of like separated for a while and uh coach beard ended up in prison over like a meth thing made bad choices. Yeah. And he, uh, he like showed up at Ted's house or looked up Ted basically after he got out and he's like, I need help. And Ted brought him in, he fed him and he housed him all this stuff. And then coach beard beard takes advantage his of car. It. Yeah. Yep. And, and he still, like, run yeah, he runs Ted's off with there. it. And Ted comes in and tells the cops, no, no, I gave him my car. And it's like, oh, my God, the relationship between these two. Um, yep. And so then Beard basically says, you know, if be, because he forgave me, like I should then extend that to you, yep. which if that's not the most Christian message exactly. I've ever heard. <laughs> I, based on this show, I did a devotion at a yeah. meeting I was running <laughs> on on Ted Lasso. You know, yeah. there's so much you can draw from here. As, oh yeah, as a, as a believer. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Okay, I want to give a shout out to just three other characters and then talk deep about one last one. Okay. So the shout out, three other characters that had good moments, played significant ways. We got Danny Rojas, mm. played by Cristo Fernandez. I love this character. He's yep. so positive. Football is life until he kills the dog. You know, that whole oh, thing was yeah. great. And then the scene where, you know, the episode where he goes and plays for his own team. Oh, and now yeah. you're dead to me. You know, yeah. I, oh, <laughs> so good. Wild. Yeah. Uh, he was fun. Yeah. Uh, Sam Obasanya. Yeah. You know, that whole thing, the Nigerian element, the the Ghana guy that wants to come in and basically buy him. That was wild. That was the a relationship wild with Rebecca. Yeah. You know, his restaurant, his dad, he has the best dad ever. Yeah. Sam was delightful. Okay. Yeah. So we love Sam. He was great. The psychologist, Sharon Fieldstone, Dr. Fieldstone. That was an interesting character. They yeah. used her to do some of the deeper things in yeah. the show well done good yeah. writing yeah uh, even as ted works his magic a little bit on her too yeah but she yeah. does more for ted than ted yeah. does for her yeah she was a tough Whoa. nut to crack for sure and i appreciate it. this is again where i was yeah. reflecting ted didn't want to talk to her yeah ted really didn't feel comfortable with her being around we don't yeah. need that sort of thing until finally he does talk to her but I'm like, yeah, I relate to that. I, hmm, yeah, I wouldn't want to talk to someone else. Yeah, hmm. yeah, one hundred. And it, it raised up the importance 
just in general of mental health and, yeah. and recognizing getting help is not a bad thing. Acknowledging you aren't perfect, that you might benefit from talking some from someone else and that's okay. Yeah. Two thumbs up for Ted Lasso, the show. Yeah. But you know who we've got to talk about now? Nate Shelley. Oh. Nick Muhammad plays this character. And what a ride for this character. Oh, you just want to strangle him at times. Other times you're so happy for him. I mean, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did, did you know... Uh... Did you know that his character was based off a real coach that went through that same thing? I did not. There, I did there. Not. I I forget the coach's name, but it's an it's an easy Google. Um, okay. He he's definitely based off him. There's a there's a coach that was a kit man basically, or or something yeah. similar, and got promoted to a coach after having a great play and went through like went this right whole, to his head. Yeah, it went right to his head and he became like this very maniacal despot. Yeah. He he didn't really have a like a redemption arc or anything, but Whoa. they specifically um the, uh Nate's whole like gray hair thing, they specifically pulled it from that guy oh, because wow. within wow. like a like a two or three year time span or something, his hair went completely gray from the stress of, of the job. Um I love the joke they perpetuated for many, many episodes of the Wonder Kid instead yeah. of the Wonderkind, Wunderkind, because he did yeah. say it wrong and they nail him for it the rest of the way. <laughs> so, yeah, that I guess I haven't rewatched enough to know. So when he initially said that, did he say Wonderkind or he did said he say Wonder Kid? Oh. He didn't know the true He'd heard it and right. misunderstood what it really was. Mm. So he says, ah, I'm the Wonder Kid. And they said, don't you mean uh, Wonderkind? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. No, that's not what oh. you said. And they ran with it. And then he had to eat crow the rest of the time. Right, but right. That was great. But to yeah. see, you know, all the things they did with that. When mm -hmm. he tears up the Believe poster. Oh, man. And then when it finally comes back and mm -hmm. there's resolution on I mean, all of that. Just amazing writing yeah great acting uh there there's this fantastic scene uh somewhere in the middle of the third season i think where he's kind of starting to see that rupert isn't like this great guy and that maybe he doesn't want to be the person that he's like becoming maybe when he tries to pull him away from a woman who actually cares about him right yeah and there's a scene where Nate and Ted end up in the same elevator and they're just like rising to the top. And you can tell, you know, that Nate wants to apologize. You know that he wants to. And then right as he's you can see it on his face, right as he's about to like turn to him to say something, the elevator opens and they walk out. And it, yeah. it's such a good scene because it's like, oh, you can see it starting. Ted um, did just such a good job of never giving up mm -hmm. on Nate. Yeah. You know, he understood Nate's being pulled in different directions. He has his own stuff going on. I'm not going to take it personal. Yeah. I, I can be angry about choices he makes, but I'm yeah. not going to hate Nate. Right. And that choice he makes is more about Ted than about yeah. Nate. Yeah. I'm not going to be that kind of person. And he stuck to that despite everyone else around him saying, no, yeah. we should kill him. We yeah. really should just kill him. He, yeah. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even Beard, like Beard hates him, like with such an intense passion, he hates Nate. And it's finally maybe at that final or maybe a couple episodes for the finale where um, where Ted like opens up his laptop and he's like, hey, have you ever seen the security footage from when Nate ripped up the sign? And it shows like all this embarrassing stuff that Nate had to do just to do that thing. Yeah. And that's when like beard start beards heart starts to turn. Um, and yeah, I, I loved Nate's story arc. It was frustrating at times. Sure. Because it was like, come on. How dude. can you be so stupid, man? Yeah. But um, at the same time, like I, I thought it was so well written. Like it was, it's yes. such a good story arc. Like if, if Ted's arc is the arc of a hero, finding like a maybe like a fallen hero finding redemption or something nate's arc is a villain redemption and ah man it's so and the power of not giving up on people yeah because nate comes back to the light yeah because ted refuses to close the door right and that's it it's it's just a choice that ted makes that finally impacts others enough that nate has a chance and nate finally steps into that opportunity yeah. what what did you think of nate's relationship with uh jade oh i loved it yeah. yeah yeah i that was such a tender and adorable side of things you know his yeah. persistence his patience yeah and finally he wears her down but he yeah. doesn't wear her down by being like the star yeah wunderkind you know no yeah. by just being himself yeah yeah, and absolutely. Then... I at first, at first I really didn't like her and I was like I was like why would he want her like oh man like that. I liked her from the beginning. I have I'm to like, admit it. I did. I, I was <laughs> like she I'm like she like repulses me. Like I wouldn't want to go anywhere near her. <laughs> but um but then like as time went on, like I still don't understand why she was such a dick to him at the beginning, but as time went on, I really like their relationship and seeing them in like their more like private moments where they're being like mm-hmm. silly or whatever. I thought those were great. I think she was typifying the modern woman who's an attractive young lady in a business working environment and gets hits on hit on all the time. Right. And yeah. hates it. Yeah. And so true. has learned to put on a shell and, you know, shut down hard and fast anytime somebody yeah. is making an advance. Right. That's the That's only true. way she can tolerate uh, being in a job these days. And it's so true for many young women like this. Yeah. That's very the men true. are obnoxious. Yeah. And if they don't reciprocate, then they get called a bitch. Right. It's like they can't win. So I got that. And maybe it's yeah. because I have a daughter, That's you know, fair. who's been through that and yeah. has told me her experiences. You know, That's um, I, I think that was played well. And he okay. had to really work his way through with genuineness. Right. And really quit trying so hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let her see something for herself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can All appreciate right. that much more now that you put it in that light. Those are the characters. I mean, there's lots of other characters, but those are the sure. ones I, I really wanted us to talk about. I think we got a lot of stuff on the show covered there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything significant you really enjoyed or a theme of the show that we didn't touch on? I feel we got pretty comprehensive here, but is there something we're missing? Yeah, I mean, as far as themes go, I think just the idea of Ted's like positivity and, and we've we've mentioned it multiple times, but him 
not giving up and that willingness to like not compromise who he is just because everybody else is trying to tell him who he is. Yeah. yeah. I, I really love that. And I, I took away, I, I took away something for myself from that and from Ted's positivity and his intention uh, of, you know, treating everybody right. with extreme kindness. The show Ted Lasso has made some of us better people. Yeah. Without a doubt. Good stuff. Are, are we, so are we going to talk about like favorite moments or are we like past that? No, we can. If there's favorite moments that you want to shout out and, and put in there. I mean, I loved so much of the show. Yeah. So it's hard to come up with favorite moments I haven't already talked about. But if you yeah. have some, lay it on us, sir. So I, I think just like the big ones are like the dart game when he's playing darts against Rupert. Oh, man, it totally <laughs> crushes him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has that fantastic monologue about like, not i guess like not underestimating people um but also like not instead of judging people be like curious and ask questions like have you ever played darts ted and then i would have told you yes every day from the age of 10 to 16 with my father every sunday or whatever he said yeah it's like yeah. oh man it was such a great turn of events i love that how about um, the food fight in the boardroom when they're deciding, you know, the, all the rich dudes oh, deciding and, and Rebecca okay. just, and they start just throwing food. Dude, this, <laughs> this moment, I thought that this was going to be Rupert's redemption because in been. that, in it that scene, it could have been, he was and like this food fight happens and him and Rebecca are the last ones standing and they're sitting there like laughing about the whole thing. Um, and doesn't he try to kiss her or something? He does. And she um, just Yeah, she's nope. like, whoa. But yeah, that could have been that could have been his moment. And I'm kind of I don't know. I don't know if I should be bummed that he didn't get a redemption. Uh, but the I'm fact just... that he went in for a kiss at that point shows yeah. he still didn't get it. Oh, for it's sure. Still all about Rupert. Yeah. No. That's true. Scumbag. Um <laughs> and then I have uh the in sync dance. When they all uh, when they all did the choreographed in sync <laughs> right there on the pitch. Yep. Yeah, I yep, love that. That was very good. Um, Ted's panic attack while Rebecca sings Let It Go. It's, oh, oh, man. Oh, we didn't even you, talk you about. Have you ever had a panic attack? No, I, I don't really suffer from them, but I've heard I have a lot of friends that have. Some people do. I've had one once. And again, I'm fine. I, yeah. I handle stress great. But your body says something different sometimes. Sure. And sure. that is scary as heck. So yeah, they did that really, really well. I'm going to tell you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Cause I, I saw it kind of like showed one by one, like all the symptoms and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder how well portrayed that is. But, um, Rebecca could sing her butt off though. Holy dang. Crap. Like, yeah. Oh man. That was awesome. <laughs> we never um, talked about her best friend. And that oh, sacking up with Ted from time to time. And that whole I, scenario was like, that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, I I loved Sassy Smurf. She was fantastic. I thought she fly, her, blows in, does some things, blows back out. Yeah, she like kind of comes and goes like the wind. And yeah, it was a little bit sad when Ted was like, so should we date or what? And she's like, nah, like yeah, that's not what we have. Yeah, this is fun. Like, it's yeah, too fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we didn't really talk about um 
Ted's like whole divorce storyline yeah. either. Like the whole thing Who was his mad wife. at his wife. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. Mad. How about yeah. at their counselor? Yeah. Oh. That is so unethical. That oh my so goodness. Messed up. Oh my and gosh. yet Ted moves past it. Yeah. And yeah. And I, hopefully we can talk about like the, the end end in like a, in a minute here, but they, yeah, that whole thing was super messed up. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, I loved his reaction to it because like he was holding on to it for so long and he, like for the whole like first season or whatever, however yeah. long it was, he was like, no, I can fix it. I can fix it. I can fix it. And then there's this moment where she comes out and visits with her son and they spend all this time together and like, they're trying so hard, but then by the time she leaves, it's just kind of like, it's over. Yeah. Isn't he's telling it? Her, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And he's like, he, he basically says like, it's going to suck for me, but I think that you should do whatever is going to make you happiest. And that was a really, really emotional scene. It was really tough, but, um, but yeah, like shortly after that happens, Ted has this whole panic attack when, uh, Rebecca is singing let it go mm-hmm. and he like ends up outside and I love this shot where like his vision is all blurry and someone's face is like coming into frame but you can't tell who it is and like little by little you realize it's Rebecca and she like comforts him uh, and I can't remember I think it's after he did yeah it's after he did the same for her mm-hmm. when she left the charity event so it was a really good parallel yes it was yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I really, really like that. Um, All right. So, yeah, you want to talk about the ending? I do. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending because we're getting close to an hour and a half. We okay. try not to go longer than an hour and a half. Typically. OK, OK. So let's, let's wrap with that. Let's do it then. Okay. OK, so was he right to go back to the States to be there for his son? To leave this wonderful career wow. he settled into and all these people who love Ted? Did he make the right decision? I think it all hinges on one thing. And some people would say that it hinges on the kid. And most people would probably be right. (laughs) I would say that it hinges on the wife. I Because in the end, I I think he made the right decision if what it was saying in the end was that they're together again. If they're together again and they're like a family unit again, then yeah, maybe he did the right thing. But if they're not and he's like just going out there to try to make it work for their son like the the son could have gone to london i felt like i you clearly disagree with me <laughs> i wish ted could have stayed yeah but ted shouldn't have left in the first place that's Ooh, my take that's a good because point because you have a son that's fair no yeah. from across the globe that is not parenting and you don't just get to, and I'm I'm bringing some of my morals and judgment into it. You don't just sure. get to create a child and then turn over the responsibility because you got other things to do. Yeah. No, I guess I was saying I would have taken the kid with me. I would have taken. But him then over the kid him. doesn't have his mom with him. That's not yeah. fair either. Yeah. The kid should have both parents. Both the parents do love him. It's not like there's an abusive parent or a right. deadbeat parent. They both love him. Yeah. He needs both of them. So Ted. Even if it's just for his son, he can find things to do professionally, still get over there and be involved and have a life. He can choose to do that for his son. And yeah. I applaud that. That that if it ends up working out and him and his wife ex get back together and you know, who knows what the future might hold. But for the son is enough. 
my opinion. Mm. We hear a yeah. lot of crap these days that kids are resilient. You know, do what you have to do. This is part of why divorce rates are off the charts. There are some divorces, yeah, that should happen. Yeah. Again, you got a, a guy beating his wife or something. Yeah, divorce. Right. Well, we've got a lot of divorces happening now just because I don't love him anymore. Right. You know, or, or whatever, you know, and people just deciding it's not working for me now. The right. commitment is gone and often kids pay a price. When yeah. they say kids are resilient, they're fine. They're not. Now, I'm speaking as a child of divorced parents. Hmm. So I've been through this. Right. It's garbage to say the kids will be fine. Parents, if there isn't some compelling reason, uh, he's a drug lord. <laughs> she's cheating on you with every guy in the neighborhood. You know, if there's not a compelling right. reason like that. Yeah. Tough it out for the sake of kids. That's important. Yeah. At least if you have to go apart, still be there for yeah. the kids. And I know some parents who have divorced, but stay in the same community and are still very active in their kid's life and still get together cordially. They may even do some events together, even though they're not married anymore. Yeah. Because they're still a family, even though they're not married anymore. You know, yeah. I respect that. You're doing what the kids need. Ted is doing what his son needs. And they show that he's starting to have trouble at school. He's having issues with other kids. He needs his dad. Yeah, I I guess I would say I, I agree in principle. Everything you just said, I I legitimately do agree with. I would just say, like, I'm sure there are situations where the parents live in different states or whatever. And the kid has. Is that not a common thing with divorced parents? Oh, it happens. And you see kids put on a plane and they fly to the other parent and spend time with them now. And this is still not the best for the kid. Hmm. It's a way to make it work. Yeah. But okay. having both your parents around daily, way yeah. better. Yeah, I guess I guess it's just hard for me as the viewer coming to love all these other characters with Ted. And it's hard to be like, yeah, he should have left Richmond because like, I, I love him in there so much. So I don't know if I just have like too much invested interest in it. Maybe season four. And yeah. he'll infect a whole bunch of people now in wherever he is in America. Yeah. Do it all over again. And it'll be about curling. Yeah. Or some other sport nobody understands. <laughs> yeah. There there is an interesting thing. Like the the showrunners have been talking about a spin-off now. Really? And okay. uh yeah, because it, it, I think the show became like way more successful than they ever thought it would. Like Ted Lasso is huge. Yes. And yes, it is. um a huge win. Yeah, and so I, I think they're kind of like, oh yeah, maybe we should cash in on this a little bit more if we have a good, uh, if we have a good storyline. What what did you think of Keeley not ending up with Roy or Jamie? It felt honest. Yeah, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes yeah. you end up going other directions. That's fair. Yeah, we wanted something to work out, but yeah, it's okay. I'm still gonna root for Roy to get back with that teacher. Oh yeah, one hundred. I felt that was a good. Yeah. That was good, that was that, that was, was a work. Good uh, what did you think of the ending of just like a, uh, Richmond AFC Richmond? Um, I, I'm good. I'm yeah. content. Yeah, I and, I and thought it was not. Yeah, to see them second. Yeah, it's more real. Yeah, than a storybook ending where everything right. just comes out on top. They get first I, I kind of yeah. love that. Yeah, I I liked it a lot too, and I liked that you know when when Ted leaves my initial reaction was, oh, the 
the league is finished. Like it's, that's the end of it. But then to see it go on without him and to become like, like beard stayed behind Roy yep. stayed behind Nathan stayed behind and they he all leaves a legacy. Yes. I was that's just about to say like a leader. Yeah. And you know, if you look back at the, the intro to the show where, uh, first of all, fantastic intro song. Uh, Mumford and Sons does that, or the the guy from Mumford and Sons okay. does the intro song. But um, you know, Ted is he's sitting down in this stadium that has like graffiti all over the seats yeah. and everything, and yeah. every single seat that he touches that Starts. like spells out his name, it like cleans the seats, uh-huh. and that's kind of what the ending is. Like everybody in the end is better off for having met ted and for having met each other and for like this place was so disjointed when he joined yes exactly yeah and like everybody kind of like hated each other at the beginning of the show and he comes in and just like healed everything and the ending of the show is kind of like yeah this is what AFC Richmond is supposed to be and so I just I loved it so much and I love that Rebecca Rebecca got her Amsterdam guy and his yeah, daughter. I thought, thought that was that great. was so fun. Yeah, yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all great I got. Chat. Great talks. Great show. <laughs> so Spencer, thanks for sharing the love of the show with me. It's another Anytime. thing we've definitely agreed on. We don't agree on everything. Yeah, we agree <laughs> on this. Yeah, and uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks awesome. for joining me today and, and talking to all of our people. Yep. Remember, if you uh, want to check out more Spencer, his co-host Gabe, his other co-hosts, they've got their channel. I'll put a link in the show notes down below there so you can just click and go straight to it. But just look for the Fantasy Files podcast. They're there and uh, good stuff. I'm one of their subscribers. Go subscribe to them too. Don't subscribe (laughs) to them if you didn't subscribe to us though. Come on. Yeah. We sent you there. (laughs) Give it it to both of us. There's priorities here, okay? Like... All right, so that's where we'll wrap. Thanks for being with us, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Later. And...